Welcome back, Rebels. Welcome back. It's 2022. And you know what, Adam? New year, new me. What's new about you in 2022? Absolutely nothing. Um, I was just thinking about that that concept of, of new year, new me and and just how ridiculous it is. Um, just, I was just thinking about how change is so slow and incremental in our lives. And, uh, you know, that thing of like every eight years, you're a brand new person because all of the cells in your body have regenerated. Um, I've not heard that one, but it sounds very sci-fi. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Like you, like you are a completely different person eight years ago like there's no original parts of you because every single cell will have regenerated so you are i'm probably murdering that and someone will probably get in contact and say no you're a (laughs) moron but that's that's what i grasped it as um but yeah just i was just thinking about what like like how do we change and really our change is our is our habits and our behaviors and and our behaviors are even our habits aren't they so so it's really is it just does come down to habits like how we respond to any sort of stimulus that comes into us those are the ways that we always respond and in order to make change it's just going to be gradual incremental things and i think a new year is a great time to be looking back and reflecting on the things that you do want to change but then thinking that you're instantly going to flick a switch and you're going to become a brand new person is not realistic and i think it's it's looking at what is going to be achievable for me in the next year as the same person as I was before, like, because that's who I am. And it's just a myth that I'm going to be all of a sudden wake up and be a brand new person. Yeah. And I think with the, the being a brand new person that requires massive change to be a brand new, complete new person requires so much of change between now and then, which probably wouldn't have happened anyway. But also just in terms of if you want to change habits, if you decide actually this is me last year. These are all the things that I didn't like about myself, things that I feel like I can improve on. From now, all of those I'm going to change. I'm going to do all of them. You're probably going to fail at all of them because building habits isn't something you can just flick on and just be like, well, here's 20 new habits. It doesn't really work like that. To build habits successfully, you need to do them one at a time and it needs to be slowly, incrementally kind of added to your life. That's the only way that they're going to be permanent. Otherwise, it becomes that new year I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to go vegan. I'm going to do all of these different things that are going to improve my life in some way. And you're probably going to, it's not going to last long. You might make January, but like after that, it's not going to become an actual life change. It's like when you think about diets, when people go on crash diets or fad diets, where they'll do it for a short amount of time, but it's not sustainable as a human to keep going. I think that's what we need to remind ourselves on is, well, what do we want to improve and what habits do we want to grow? And then maybe like if we have a list, then work through the list out of all of those habits, which is most important to you to get done first and do that one. That's month one until you feel like that is now a habit. Like I'm actually doing this thing now, then start on the second one and slowly build up until you've got the first and second one down, then add the third one in and slowly build it up until you're a better person at the end of the year rather than trying to become the best person right now. Yeah. And I think the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because there's a couple of different creators that I've been talking to recently and they will say to me, I, every time I talk to you, you make me feel bad. And then that made me think like, well, if they feel bad, I'm saying the same shit to them as I would on the podcast. Like hopefully there's not loads of listeners who, um, who are feeling bad about their output or about how much work they're doing. The goal of the podcast is like to make people feel inspired. That's, that's if I had to like, like put everything down into like one bullet point of what the podcast is about it's like we want you to feel inspired so you can go forward and live and have a creative career 
And I saw this TikTok recently where there was this girl talking about like all of the human, like the beautiful human things that she wants to do. And and she's like, I want to create, I want to sing, I want to be with the people I love. And she's like, I want to do that 24-7. And yeah, so do I. And I get that. And it's really a beautiful sentiment. I know exactly what she what she's saying when she's saying that. But like, unfortunately, we don't live in that utopia where that where we're able to do that. There's going to be a degree of hard work that comes alongside the thing that you love to do. And hopefully you have discovered like what it is that you really love, that you feel like you might have been put on this planet to do. Um, and then with that habit forming, habit building, that's where you can start to like gradually get into, yeah, I, I love doing this, but I do it when inspiration hits me. So for example, if you really love writing, every now and then uh, uh, the first line of a poem comes to you and you sit and you write it down. And that's like, that's cool and that's fine for a hobby. And, and by the end of the year, you might have written a poem. However, if you want to get paid as a writer, then you're going to have to build the habits that, and, and that's going to be a stacking system that, that gets better over time. That means your output improves and that you become better at it. And it, uh, that brings me back to like this, this new year, new me. It's like, it's unrealistic to expect that tomorrow you're going to write 10 poems. Tomorrow you're going to write three lines because you're going to sit down at your desk and you're going to look at your blank piece of paper and you're going to be like, I'm here, this is what I do. You're going to set an alarm in your phone that says, as soon as you wake up or whenever the most creative yeah, time yeah. for you is, says that says, sit down, go and write those lines. When when I finish work, before work, like I get up an hour early, I, I write it on the train on the way to work, like where, wherever it is, you find that space, that time, and then your alarm goes off tomorrow and you write another two lines. And then in two weeks time, you write five lines. Do you know what I mean? And you, and you just build and you stack and you start to you start to improve. I don't think... I don't think anyone like starts off prolific. They, they, they gradually build it. And if you can, then great fucking do it. Like if tomorrow you can be prolific, then great, go and do that. And, but the reason I say it is because I think, I think it's good for people. I think you will enjoy it. And I see so much pushback on social media for, for the, the hard work sentiment of, of like, if you work hard, you can become successful at something. Um, because there are so many factors that that come into success, like where you start on the ladder is certainly one of those factors. Um, however, if you're listening to this show, then it means that you you do want a career doing the thing that you love. And you might be feeling pressure that we're saying, like, you've got to put a shitload of work in. And you have got to put a shitload of work in. But we're telling you that you can learn to love that. That work can become fun. That there there are writers who are absolutely obsessed that started off writing one line, that now can't wait to get up in the morning to sit down and write as many lines as possible. And some days it's a fuck up and and they they hate what they wrote and it's frustrating. Like we all go through those phases. And I'll be totally honest with my struggles and Adam will be honest with his struggles because every single creator is going to go through those. But I think building those habits is going to be the foundation of of you building that career that you really want. It's interesting you're talking about that because one, one thing, I've, kind of the only thing that I really want to achieve this year, it's obviously a lot more things, but like the one kind of goal that I've kind of set myself is to read 10 physical books, which isn't a lot, but I'm dyslexic and a very slow reader and I don't ever read physical books. Like I always just listen to audiobooks and stuff, but after, yeah, after listening to, um, there's a guy called Naval who I really like his content. Uh, he reads just books all the time, but he came from like a background where 
His family were very poor and childcare for him was basically he'd finish school and go to the library until his mum finished work so she'd come and pick him up. So he would just kind of go, there's nothing else to do. Internet wasn't around back then. So he would just sit and read every single book, pre-consumed almost all the books in the library because that was what he had to do for hours and hours and hours every day. And now he loves reading because he went through doing so much of it. And for me, reading is such a chore because I'm so slow at it. But this year I've decided, okay, well, how... I was like, how many can I read? I was like, if, if I can do 10 pages a day, that's not like a ridiculous amount. Might take me kind of between 15 minutes, half an hour. But like, I can find that time. And I know I've always got that time. If I go to bed half an hour early, I can sit there and always do that. But by setting like yeah. 10 pages isn't a lot. And I know that, well, maybe sometimes, some days if I go to bed a bit earlier or I've got some train time, I'll start, I'll go back, do my 10 pages. But then I'll keep going. Because once you've started, it's so much easier to continue if you don't yet set your like goal super high. If I was like, okay, I'm going to read 50 pages a day, then I'd be like, okay, well, what that means over a year, I could read this amount of books. But like, it, it sounds nice, but it wouldn't happen. Like, I know it wouldn't happen because I know myself. And I think this is what we have to mm -hmm. do a lot when we start new things is be like realistic about what you can actually achieve. Like, can you do, if you want to run 10 miles a day, can you actually run 10 miles a day? Can, can you even run 10 miles yet? So like having that kind of mindset of like, well, where are you currently at? Because I can guarantee by the end of this year, I'll be a much faster reader and 10 pages will probably go in five to 10 minutes rather than whatever it takes me to do now. Because that's just, because I will improve. Because by doing anything again and again, you will improve it. And kind of my hope is that I will start to love to read because I'm finding, I'm reading books that I'm interested in and I'm doing it every day. It's going to become a habit. And I know that as long as I put that effort in every day, just a little bit, it's not, it's not a lot I have to do. But by the end of the year, then that suddenly equates to 10 pages a day I worked out based on the average size of the book would be about 10 books. So I was like, cool, well, that can be my aim then. And at some point I'm going to go on holiday and I'm going to be sat there in a sun lounger and I'll probably get half a book read in a few days or something because I'll have so much more time to do that. But just by setting that small goal of just doing a little thing every day will make it so much better. So as you were talking about poetry there, it was like, if you decided every day I'm going to write down three sentences and you can't not write down those three sentences, you'll probably find actually, since you sit down, you started writing, you might write four or five, you might write a couple of poems, but by not setting yourself of, I'm going to write three poems every day, because then you're just going to disappoint yourself. Then you're going to feel let down in what you've done because you're like, oh, I set myself this goal and I failed. Whereas by setting something that's achievable, smaller, then you're going to, you win. Like you get this little dopamine rush to your head of I've achieved the thing that I wanted to achieve. It's the same, same way that when people write to-do lists, you always write something down and then you've already done because you know you can tick that off straight away and it just feels really good. So it's like having that little thing of like, oh, I've achieved something, I've achieved something. Like that's how you improve at something. There's a constant feedback loop of like, I've done this thing, something's said, well done in this form it's just a tick box but even if you showed it to someone else which i think is another thing that we can do to really get better and to build confidence in something requires kind of other people to be like oh that's that's good for the poetry example i'm going to write three lines a day and then that means once a week i might have a full poem so once a week i'm going to put that poem out online and see what people think about it and then there's a good chance that you're putting it out to your friends and family they're going to be like that's really good and then maybe find some other poets or something you can kind of bounce it off and get feedback and then it will slowly improve. But like, by not setting yourself a target, I've got to do one a week, breaking it down to, I've got to do three a day, just makes it become more of a habit. It's not like a, oh shit, I've got to do this. Oh, it's like, 
five minutes before the time that I said I'd put out and I haven't done anything this week so now I've got to whack out a whole poem and then you put out and it doesn't feel like you're not proud of it because you know you've rushed it whereas just by taking that little bit more time and breaking things down into smaller chunks just allows you to build it up so much better and means that you won't fail allows you to kind of have so much more confidence in what you are doing and I think by the end of the year you've improved so much because a little bit every day like really adds up. I think the the thing I want to pick up there is is immersing yourself in the community. I think that's such an important part because you can you can pop into a community just as a fan, just as a consumer. Mm-hmm. And I think you you just by spending t- so if we're using the poetry example, I don't know why I chose poetry, but um, if we're choosing the poetry example, then then finding those those Facebook groups or those re- those subreddits or wherever it is on the internet or Medium, wherever it is where you can just like hang around, be in the comments. Like I'm sure there's loads of poets on Twitter. I'm sure there's like, I'm sure there's poet TikTok. Like wherever it is digitally that those people congregate, being just around that and immersed in it is going to give you so much inspiration. It's going to give you like seeing the people that are making the moves and doing doing the different things. I've been I've been do, sort of doing some research on NFTs, and I, I I won't go too deep into NFTs on the on the show until we can kind of like get an expert on to to talk about it, and we can do like a real deep dive. But I, I've seen a few NFT um, posts recently of people saying like, "How can I sell my NFTs?" <laughs> and it's like, well. No one, no one knows who you are. Like anonymous poster three four nine. Like no, no one knows who you are. Like no one cares about you. And here's you. Sh- you're showing me the artwork. It doesn't uh, evoke a specific emotion in me because I don't know anything about you. And I mean, obviously NFTs are hot right now, so there's a million people sort of jumping into that space because they see it as a as a quick money grab. With everything, there is always a, a like. <laughs> On a big enough timeline, I saw I, this reminds me of a description I saw of of sort of uh, entrepreneurs and and their sales tactics. So, a entrepreneur will say, "Come and take my course," and from that course, there will be some people who will be successful just through the law of averages. There will be a small smattering yeah. of of people who actually did make fifty grand in their first year selling on Amazon or whatever the fucking thing is. So you can use those as case studies that millions of people will then go oh well, i can be that person who makes that 50 grand it's exactly the same thing that's happening in nfts is there's some small projects are a success by complete fluke and so people look at that and go well if that pixelated image of a cat did it then i can do it um but the the real things that are succeeding in that space are community based projects that are engaging people that have some sort of probably have some sort of utility to the NFT. And and what you'll find is those communities are filled with people who are asking questions, who are learning. And those are going to be the people that are going to go on to do the successful, the successful things. So I think to bring it back around to what you were talking about, it's like, whilst you are developing your own practice, be involved with the people who are practicing every, like on all levels. I think there's actually something really beautiful to being an amateur. I think being an amateur in the thing that you want to be a master at, like by being in that community, you'll learn like community behaviors. You'll learn what the community likes, what they don't like. You can see what you agree and disagree with, and you can then start to build that. You can, you can have like that sort of foundation. It will always be in the back of your head because you've got experience of being around those people, knowing what they, what they like and what they consume. So I would build that in, like build that into your habits of 
I, I, I sit down, I make this work and then I get feedback from it from the community and that's that's part of the that's part of the loop it's like i think to a good degree that's what we all do when we post our work on instagram because you know through the metrics that they offer you there whether something is really hitting and whether it's not and that gives you the chance to sort of sort of refine but i know so many people are just sitting on their work because they're not happy with it but then it's not going to learn grow you're not going to learn grow and improve unless you do show it to people who then teach you how to learn grow and improve 100 percent. and this is why i think like discord has become so successful because it allows you to have communities of people who are all like-minded and they actually have conversations it's the same way like facebook groups and things like that go but i think <clears throat> i think the explosion of discord especially in the kind of like creative communities someone who i'm supporting on patreon at the moment who's an artist and by joining the artist community she then lets you into her discord server which then everyone in that server Firstly, you've got something in common with them because you all like the artist or the creative who put it on. And then the second thing is everyone is in there to probably learn. So everyone's in, in probably the exact same stage you are. And it's a really nice place to be because it is an artist. And I imagine if no matter what field you're in, if you're a musician or no matter what kind of creative endeavor you're doing, there will be someone somewhere who's an expert in that field who started a Discord server that you can go and have a chat on. But everyone in this server, uh, the one that I'm a part of here, is a creative and they're all artists and they're all generally beginners. And Everyone's posting their work all the time. Everyone's getting constant feedback from each other, not just the person who's like the head of it. It's, it's a community that's forming. And I think that's where it's really powerful because it then, if you're too shy maybe to go and put your work on Instagram or a social media platform because the whole world will see it, this is like yeah. a closed community where you can put stuff up and get feedback kind of worry free and then maybe through doing that you'll build up the confidence to then go and put it on social media so the whole rest of the world can see it and it can also be a place as well if you just want to go and test stuff so if you're like oh i'm not sure if this is good and you don't want to just perhaps the world to let everyone tell you it's not good or bad or you're you're scared of that happening it probably won't happen but there's always that fear of well what if everyone rejects me because of this piece of work just dropping it in one of these communities and being like well what does everyone think about it how could i improve on this you'll get feedback and if people are like oh that's really good like then post that on your thing like you've already got people who are in your community telling you it's good then you can kind of go and like make it bigger and bigger from there so i think that's something that if you are getting started in something one of those communities if you can't find them in real life obviously at the moment real life it's not easy to go and see everyone all the time we're not quite back to where we were yet but in those days where everyone used to get together like it's a nice way to be able to find a community online where you can go and have those conversations and jump in and out whenever you want to. And also like you can start helping other people. You can start helping other people too. Like if someone else posts their work, give your feedback on it. And it's just this like really nice cycle of like an ecosystem where everyone, it's almost like art school, I suppose, where everyone's in the same level. Everyone can kind of help each other out. Everyone can kind of give each other's opinions. But yeah, I think being part of that community is really important because it's through that you'll make the connections that, in 10 years time when all of you in that community are really good or everyone who's continued on and carried on doing it you're all going to be at a level and you're going to have this group of friends who you were so close to at the start like there's still some people on instagram who i'm really good friends with now who when like five or six years ago when all you supposed to was travel pictures i had the travel community and everyone used to talk together and there's still people now i'm friends with and we have conversations every now and again on instagram because we were in that learning place at the same time and some people have gone on to become like massive travel influencers but like most people are just like going on doing their own thing 
but they're still friends because of those initial connections. And I think that's somewhere where you can really find friends who are creative if you don't have that in your day to day. Like growing up, I didn't have any other friends who were creative. Everyone was kind of like into sports or kind of into other things. But so I never really had anyone to talk to about art related things. But like there's so many kind of platforms available now where you can go and find those communities. And I think being a part of a community is one of the most important parts of being successful. Yeah, I, I would 100% agree with you. And I, I sent out a tweet the other day that said, um, I used to make art and now I'm building community. It's like my whole attitude to to community has completely shifted because I've realised that as an artist, like my my job is to serve those people who are interested in what, in what I do. And although as an individual creator, you are at the head of that group, there's there's things that go on. It's, it's so crazy to see. There's relationships that will form within your community out of your work. Um, and like, so for example, when I did my scavenger hunt, people going on dates because they met through my work. Like that's, that is crazy. That's like community to a whole nother level. That's <laughs> insane. Um, and, I, and I think really focusing on there's this group of people and there's some people on the periphery who are just kind of looking in. They're just like kind of seeing like, oh, what's going on over here? Like maybe this is something I'm interested in. And then there's hardcore people who are really into what you're doing that when you put on an event or you start a chat in Discord, they're going to be actively participating. They're going to be giving you valuable feedback as well as like helping themselves. Um, it's, it's, I, I mean, I should probably do a poll on my stories, but I, I, I noticed that probably 50% of my followers are other artists. And so that's an interesting distinction where there's 50% of people who are simply following because they like the work and there's something that they get from it personally. And then the other 50% of people who are following because it's like, what can I learn from this? Mm -hmm. How can I replicate the, any sort of success into my own practice? Um, so there's that kind of interesting um, split there. And it sounds so like soppy and cheesy, but but what you will find is if you if you stop focusing on like growing a following and you start focusing on growing community, what you start to notice is is like the the kind like the kind and beautiful feelings that people have towards you and your work and what it brings to them. I mean, certainly for me, I feel like that's that's given me purpose. It's like I know what I know what I'm trying to achieve with my work. I'm trying to like evoke these feelings. I'm trying to like shed this light and and brightness to people. And so that that shapes the work that I create and allows me to carry on creating work and it's like it's all it's all down to community because and it's the same with with the podcast. It's from day 1 we've always said like start with why, like why are we trying to do this? And we we what we're trying to do is put a show out there that people listen to that it it actually gets them to take action and it hopefully allows them to make the right career decisions that are going to get them to the to the place that they want to get to um and we we do that by creating a community and, and i know that's certainly like what's happened with this show is that there's people who will meet and when they realize that a shared interest is listening to this show like that's the start of a friendship because they know that they're aligned on so many things and that that comes from community, and it's I mean, it's quite difficult with the podcast because it's like it's just us in your ears every week, and for a lot of you, we know that you haven't met other listeners. Um, 
But hopefully when things get back to normal, we can start doing live events again. Then we'll get everyone in the same room. And I think because I think there's there's someone listening to this right now who could help someone else that's listening to this right now, but they just haven't met yet. So hopefully we'll be able to like sort of encourage that and, and help that happen in the future. Um, yeah, well, maybe we should start a Discord server. I feel like having that place where people could come could be really useful. Yes. You're probably right. We should uh, we should do that. All right. So um, so next time we record next intro, we'll let you know details of our new Discord because uh, literally oh, this was not planned <laughs> and like we don't know what we're doing. So yeah. So we're gonna have to work work it out. So. Hey rebels! For the last three years, we have not given you any ads in your ears. Um, so as a reward for that, I think you should listen to this ad, which is an ad for us. And uh, it's us asking you to go and give us a rating on Spotify if that's how you listen to us. Yeah, if you could go on Spotify now and just give us a rating. Um, if you just go onto Creative Rebels page, we would really, really appreciate it. It's a new feature we've put on there and I think it's going to really help the podcast. So help us help you. Okay, love you. Back to the show. Back Bye. To the show. Bye. Last year, we spoke about like what big project are you going to do? And I've been thinking about this so much, man. And I really, really think this is the play. Like working out what the big event, what your big event of 2022 is going to be, because I think when we're talking before about like those those incremental steps, having that big event that you're aiming to, and and whether that big event is like you're going to paint the biggest painting that you've that you've ever painted before, or you're going to hold some sort of like it's going to be an actual event, you're going to hold some event, or um, you're going to um, get a book published, or like whatever that your big out there idea. For this year, I think is so, like I just keep coming back to it. I'm like it's such a good idea because it it gives it gives your whole year a structure of okay. So if if it is that I'm gonna launch a book, then like that means I've got to write a book. So Joey, you know I so that's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. But say you've already written the book, your your big event for 2022 could be like how am I gonna promote this book, and then that will lead you down this whole road of like all of the weird wacky stunts that you can do, like looking, like Googling what has been done in the past, because there's been so many like fun things that have been done for book launches. Like what can you do that's really going to get, like this is really going to set yourself apart. For me, like if I, if we ever bring out a book, which we've talked about before, <laughs> and it's never happened, but like, well, literally like we've had pub- publishers ask us to make a book and we still haven't ma- managed to make it happen. But, um, but what I would do if I launched a book is I would virally, implant it onto the tube i would make it somehow that even if i whether i paid actors or we left them at tube stations or whatever it was i would want every single person on the tube to keep seeing this cover that would be stand out that you would notice i would make sure that that book was in as many tube riding hands as possible across london um or on the new york subway or wherever it was i'd like go to a city and i would make sure the book was everywhere that's just a little side note that's what i do but i think this idea of like thinking differently is so important so if you're if you're if you look at what it is that you do what is it that no one that does that thing that you do has ever done before and then build up to how you're actually going to make that happen i think that that like you could have so much fun with that it could bring so much pur- purpose um, and and when I did that last year with the scavenger hunt, it it, it was the best thing I ever did for my in terms of my career, and it was one of the most fun things. And it comes back to community building because I built so many really valuable connections with people that I met in the street, people that were part of this sort of shared experience. So 
I just wanted to drum that in again. If it didn't go in the last episode that you listened to us talking about that, I want to make sure it goes in now. Like plan, think big, think fucking wacky. If you're so entrenched in what it is that you do, talk to someone who has no idea about what you do. That's not, that doesn't have that baggage of that thing. Because I find when I'm trying to think of something to do art related, I I have the weight of every other art related stunt that's been done. And I find it really difficult. But when I talk to someone who does something different from me, I can, I've got a million ideas of what they could do. That's totally different. So talk to someone and just be like, I'm a fashion designer. How would you, I, I, I've seen all of these things that have been done before. What, what, like, have you got any suggestions? Because I'll, like, I'll ask my mum and she'll give me five shit ideas on one that, like, ah, oh, there's a seed there. There's, some, there's something that I could really do with that. And it's really useful. So talk to someone who's totally out of your space, but come up with that big idea. Like, this is the year to, to do something different that's never been seen before. You'll get so much attention on yourself if you do that. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way of where you can tie community into it as well. Like, if you want to build a community, how can you have an event that people can go to where if you don't have a community currently where that could start or where all the people who follow you could come and meet and that's the spark of a community because there's a good chance that a lot of people especially if you're listening to this show you've got followers online and those people don't know each other and if you can find a way to get all those people into a room that's how a community starts as soon as your followers start to talk to each other you've got a community there it's not just a one-way system of everyone just like looking up to you like if you think about when you go to a gig, like you don't go there expecting to talk to Taylor Swift. You're like, you're going to look at her and she's going to go backstage and she's going to get rushed out by some security guards into a van and then off, off she goes. You're never going to have that conversation. Whereas every single person in that crowd loves Tay-Tay and you've got something in common with them. So you can have those conversations. But it's by bringing everyone into that room where they can have that chat, which could be a really nice goal for this year. So if you're a, no matter what you are, like put on some form of exhibition, even if it's just one night at your house, like, and you invite your top 10 followers over or something, or top 10 people who are most interested or 10 people who've bought from you before. I think that's always a good way to work out if someone really loves you, look at who's bought from you before. Invite everyone to one single thing. And I think if you can have some form of show or event or exhibition where you've worked all year or a portion of this year up to this one big event that would be a beautiful way to firstly create something amazing create your one big piece for the year or your one big series for the year or whatever it is and also build community at the same time because i think having those two things together would be a really nice place to be so then it's like okay well that sounds great really nice idea but how do i actually get there then that's the point where you actually look at okay well how long have i got when am i going to do this obviously don't set it for next month because it's just not going to happen if you set it for next month if you set it for the summer or like next autumn or something that might be a good place to start but then work back and okay like this is the amount of time i've got how can i do build the habits like we started talking about at the start how can i do the small thing every day that will get there what will be so for me with my 10 books like if that's what i want to achieve by october i know exactly how much i need to do a day to get there i've already kind of like looked there planned that So if you've got this event, you've got this big piece you want to create, you've got this big thing of the year, what do you need to do to get there? And just think about it. It's just reverse engineering that, like looking at that. Well, if I'm going to hold an event, then before that, I need to find a venue. How do I find a venue? I need to look online. Like just having a bit of structure to your year about exactly what you're going to do month on month. And like taking a small bit of time now 
to decide what habits you're going to build across that time, what pieces of work you're going to do across that time, how long things are going to take. If you've got an exhibition and you want 12 pieces in it and you've got eight months to do it, then you kind of know, you can break down how long it's going to take for each one of those pieces and making sure you're not leaving it to the last minute. You're actually doing a small piece every day. If we go back to the poetry and you've got 12 poems there and you know that you're going to need three lines a day, then that needs to be done. Otherwise, it's not going to be the thing that you wanted it to be. So I think, yeah, deciding this big thing where we've got our big piece of the year, some form of fans or audience or some people who can come and view that and working backwards from that point to where we are now to work out exactly what we need to do to get there. And then suddenly we've got a whole year planned. And then it's like, great, I've, I've done the hard part. Now I've just got to do the fun part to get there. Yeah, and I think obviously the important part there is Taylor Swift. 100%. And, um, and, and how I've, I've all, 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 <laughs> out of all the musicians I could have thought of, she was the first one that came to mind. Well, that's because you know that she's my favourite. <laughs> um, and Adam, Adam once actually played a very cruel prank on me where he um, photoshopped together... Uh, a a message from Taylor Swift, uh, like as if he'd uh, DM'd her saying, do you want to come on our podcast? And she said, yes, I'd love it. (laughs) I thought it was real for a couple of seconds. Um, So thanks for that, mate. I'll always, always remember that. (laughs) But um, when you mentioned Taylor Swift, it made me think of like, because you you specifically said like, you're not going to meet her. But I think one of the great things that she does that is so community building is she will just randomly turn up at your wedding or she will gate crash a a 10 year old fan's birthday party. And it's those, again, unexpected, like big stunts that get so much press and attention because uh, most rock stars or fucking celebrities would not quote unquote, waste their time yeah. on spending that time with, it's it's so important. It's like, for me, every single conversation I have with someone in the street that they've they've taken the time out of their day to show interest in what I'm painting on a wall. Like that's, that's a good conversation for me. That might be a potential friend. It might be a potential customer. It might just brighten up both of our days that we've just had a chat with another human being in the street. Yes, I am busy and I should be getting back to doing my work, but like, you take those those you take time to build those relationships to to chat to everyone to answer every comment on your instagram like that is that is like at the heart of community building it's like it is building you are you are establishing a relationship with with people and if they are always commenting on your work and saying oh i love this or whatever and you never respond to them eventually they'll get bored with that there has to there has to be a back and forth for for these connections to build and i think someone like taylor swift is understands how those connections are made she understands how to get people talking and and how she can like fucking just make someone's day um it's like i mean so this this is interesting actually so you, adam's been on the line before so we've been recording a podcast and he's heard the doorbell ring because uh, I'm in the studio and he's in his studio. I'm in my studio, he's in his studio. And the doorbell will ring. I will go and answer, but I've still got my headphones on so he can hear the conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. that happens. So you've heard people pick up work from me and like I will I'll I'll like maybe give them a free print or I'll I'll go above and beyond. And like Adam has like been in the background witnessing community building happen. Especially like as you're talking there, I can remember like a lady arriving one time and she was like mentioned that she did the scavenger hunt. And she'd seen, she found out that through a friend or something. And it was just this like really nice chat with another human. And I think, especially, I think the more, the higher you price your work, the more human interaction needs to happen for that to, for there to be a sale there. 
I think if you're selling something on Etsy for £10, most of the time you don't really care who it's from. It's just like, oh, there's a transaction. It's a bit more just transactional. That's the thing that I want. Here it comes. Whereas to sell something of a high ticket item, which we always kind of recommend that people price their work quite high because it allows you to actually have that as a sustainable career, it's going to require having those conversations. And I imagine, I'd like to know the stats, but I imagine most people who bought your canvases at your show, you'd had a conversation with before if not all of them most people yeah 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 most um i did get someone buy a piece from new york who oh, i had not okay. met before but yeah but basically yeah because it was so interesting so I, I did my solo show last year sold every painting apart from one and then so then when you go through um the the website orders you see that uh, most people have 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 chosen the option of to collect from studio yeah so that yeah, means yeah. most people are local most people are london so whilst i've got like a global audience on instagram the people who are actually purchasing are the people who see my work repeatedly in the area or live in london so they feel that closer connection with me and is one of the reasons why i want to travel is to develop those connections with people in other yeah. countries i think that's where um this reminds me of like when i used to watch loads of different youtubers who used to do vlogs and a lot of them were travel influencers and used to go around the world and one thing that i feel like all of them did it really really well was whenever they went to a new city that they knew they had an audience they would just do a meetup and everyone mm. who's watched them online for years maybe and has never got the chance to meet them in person suddenly gets to meet them and i think that is such a nice thing to do and it's such a way to really build community because it's like if you're a fan and you live in the Philippines, there's probably not many times in your life that you would visit the Philippines. You might go once or twice on holiday over your whole life, unless you're like obsessed with it or something. But like there's so many other places in the world. And for the people who are there, that's going to mean so much that you came to town and you kind of put a flag down saying like, look, I'm here. We can come and have a conversation if you want to. Because a lot of people won't. Like I remember when Gary Vee was in London, I was like, kind of cool he's there and I know he's going to meet up but there's going to be so many other people there and I, I, I don't really need to go whereas some people he's had such a massive influence on their life they have to go there just to say just to say thank you and yeah, that yeah. will happen so often where you've provided so much value for someone over such a long period of time you you don't even know they exist and they don't know that like and they've never reached out they've never done anything but by just giving them the opportunity to come and meet you in person and having that one-on-one -on -one interaction is going to be so much like deeper than any just kind of like social media interaction. I think this is where kind of meeting in person or kind of making some form of place where you can meet in person can become really powerful and really builds a bond. And I think what's interesting now is because like last year was the first year of me being like a full-time photographer. And I was kind of thinking, okay, well, those are the people I'm going to shoot that year. And then next year is probably going to be a bunch of different people. But the amount of people who I shot with last year have already said, oh, I can't wait to book in my next shoot this year. And I'm like, oh, mm. that's interesting. There's me thinking I'm going to build a whole another set of people to shoot with this year. It was actually probably maybe 20% of the people I shot with last year will come back and shoot again this year. And then so it means that as you build that community over time, it becomes easier for you because you've got the community there and they're going to keep coming and keep coming and you only need so many clients effectively to sustain a career like you don't need an infinite amount you don't need twenty thousand people to keep coming and buying from you unless your product's really really cheap but if you've got a product that's priced correctly you once you've built your community they're going to be there for you over a really long period of time and i think that's where you see creators who 
might have been really big a few years ago in the public eye a bit more who you're like oh what happened to them and then when you actually look at what they're doing now they've got a patreon and they've got a good amount of people supporting them and they've got that core bunch of people who's sustaining their career and they don't need to go and get any more people because they found their people they love their people and then they're just building those relationships with them i think as we're getting started it it's hard because you're going to get the odd person coming in and out but it's making that effort it's like if we think of it as like if we think of it as we're slowly building we're slowly adding these people into our community in like 10 like a community is not going to happen overnight i think you see it all the time where people go viral on the internet and you're like oh wow you can grow a community really quick but you don't you grow followers quick i think a community is something mm. that builds over a really long period of time and going into the game knowing that that's the case it kind of is a bit more it's like it's a bit of a relief thinking like oh actually if i just build five people a month and just have five conversations a month one a week like over five years i will have built a community of people who are loyal who are my friends who want to work with me and it's like that's such a nice place to be in yeah i i think as soon as you get out of that mindset of, of chasing the new people and just providing value for the people that are already there that have had your back since day one then things get really good um you're you're really able to refine your work you're really be able to you're you're really able to refine your voice because you know who's listening and you know who it's for yeah, this reminds me of something I was listening to the other day with the, the founder of Airbnb. And he was saying when they first got started, they were like, okay, well, how can we just provide this perfect experience for everyone? And as soon as they tried to do that, it just didn't really work. So they were like, hey, let's just bring it in, bring it in. Let's just try and pro provide the perfect experience for one person. Let's forget every single other person. And mm. they've basically focused on this one guy. They basically said to him, like, what does your current holidays look like? Like, what taught me through it exactly, exactly what you do? And he was like, all these different things. And they're like, oh, well, actually, he's only in his hotel for or part of this story is only 20% of the whole journey. And the whole of 80% is the rest of the things he does when he was traveling. So what they decided to do was do kind of these holiday packages that go on top of the kind of standard Airbnb model where you can basically go on an Airbnb holiday. So you have the experience start to finish that is a full immersive experience but they asked this guy at the end like well what did you think of this experience we put together and he was like i just want to thank you so much like this is the best experience i've ever had because you actually didn't just think about what you thought everyone would do you asked me what i would like to do what would be the perfect trip for me and i think that's what's interesting it's like don't try and just please everyone just find a couple of people and just try and do the best thing for them. Like find a small community of people that you can actually have conversations with. You can keep relationships with, you can keep tabs on what that person's doing and provide something that works so perfectly for that group of people and keep refining it and keep refining it until everyone's like, oh, this is like, you're, this is the best service ever. Once you've got that and people are so blown away with it, then you can start to kind of like look for other people and start to scale it up. But let's get out of this mindset of let's trying to just, be the best at everything and do it all for everyone and just do what we do for a really small small bunch of people and by refining that over time it will become a really really good product that then as soon as it goes to you implanting that in a different community it's going to be easy because you know the product's good and look may maybe your big project for the year is is something around that maybe it's something to do with fostering those relationships with the people that already follow you rather than chasing those those new follows mm. and i 
I get it. And it is, it's one of the questions that we get so often. And, and I had like a really young artist reach out recently who was asking, how do I, how do I grow my following? And I was trying to say this, like, don't focus on that number. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely meaningless. You need to focus on like the people that do follow you and providing value for them. And it, and I know it's so difficult when you do see people with big numbers and it seems like it's this sort of utopia that you that you want to get to but but I can truly say from experience it's it's I'm I'm glad that I've got a following but it's the relationships that I have within that following I don't light up when I see the number at the end of my name I light up when someone who I know I have a great relationship yeah, with DMs yeah. me or tags me in something or or comments on one of my pieces it's like and really that should be what it's about because if you're chasing the followers over here in order to do that, you're going to be like, well, what do these people over here like? You're going to start to change, which then could adversely affect the people that already do follow yeah. you. So as soon as you stop running after the shiny gold mountain over here and you just focus with what, what you actually have, you'll actually realise that you'll get a lot of interest of people coming in because they'll see that you're that you're making work for the people that are already really interested in it. And that's when you do actually grow followers when you're not you're not going after those people you're just focusing on the people that you already have yeah it's so counterintuitive isn't it it's like and i think about kind of my work and how that's changed a lot it's like there's definitely like a massive shift in kind of like a bit of like plateau of like followers when it was just like oh here's just a picture that is just of no for no community it's just oh here's a picture here's a picture here's a picture here's a picture and as soon as then i found a community things massively changed my work started to improve i started to get more followers in and it's like i think we also forget how big the world is and how many people are actually out there because it's yeah. like most communities like no matter what your interest is there's probably going to be so many people out there that like, you don't need the whole world like you're not going for like yeah. the rock level celebrity like you're just going for being a great person within your community so yeah and i think as soon as you you're saying there, as soon as you start to look elsewhere towards that kind of shiny mountain over there, then the people who've been there supporting you the whole time, this work you've been creating and crafting to get better for this community is going to get worse because suddenly you're not appealing to them anymore. You're appealing to these other people. And then, oh, suddenly like you're creating for the shiny mountain and all the people who were following you before have kind of got bored of you. They've gone away. And then suddenly you've got, okay, shiny mountain. And like, oh, then you look to the right. And like, there's a diamond mountain over there. I'm going to start creating stuff for that. And you go over for that and then the people with the gold mountains start to disappear again. And it's like, you're just kind of like, people are just falling away. Or I think as soon as you build community and you stick with one group, then that's where things start to grow because there's not nothing's leaking out of the bottom. I think that's the difference here is it's almost like if you keep going for the next thing, people are just going to kind of go out and you're not even going to notice them. Like they're probably not going to unfollow you, but they're probably just going to stop engaging with you which means they're basically you're just not going to get shown to them. So they might as well not be following you. But the number's still going to be there. And you're like, oh, why aren't people engaging? It's because you've been going from here to here to here to here rather than just sticking with the community and doing what that community wants and doing what that community likes. Yeah, there's a lot to take in there. So I think it goes back to what we said. It's it's step by step. It's incremental steps. Like what can you do today? What can you do tomorrow? What can you do next week? And Hopefully you guys are going to have the most incredible 2022. Do share your wins with us because we always love that. And a lot of you guys do get in touch with us and share like what's working for you. 
that fills us with joy because that's the reason that we're making this show. Um, if you do listen to us on Spotify, if you could give us, which mo- like most of you do listen to us on Spotify, according to our metrics, if you could give us a review on there, just a rating when you go to the Creative Rebels page, that would be incredible and we will love you forever. And what would also be really great is if you could share with us whatever your big project is of the year. I think like give it a week, try and work out exactly what you want to do and just DM us what your big thing is because it's like as soon as you've said it, then you're so much more likely to do it. If it just lives in your head, like, or even just put, actually put on your story, just say, later this year, I'm going to do this and then tag at Rebels creating it. Because as soon as you tell everyone, you're so much more likely to do it. It's like when people try and quit smoking. And if you just like, oh yeah, I'm going to cut back, like you'll never quit it. But as soon as you go on social media and tell every single person you know, I've quit smoking, I don't smoke anymore. Yeah, you're so much more, you're something like 90% more likely to quit. So announce it to the world because then you'll be accountable. What are you going to do this year? What is your big thing? When are you going to do it? And then you need to work out exactly what you're going to do to get there. 2022, I'm excited. Let's go. Boom. Boom.